0: of We are now 100% live and on the regular podcast. Everybody is back. We are back. If you can hear us, make sure that you can hear us. If you can't hear us, yell, scream, in chat that you can't hear us. Oh. All caps.
1: whine and cry like so
0: uh, our president, and um, we'll understand if you have problems.
1: Look, if you say we can't go there, God, <laughs> no, we can't go there. Nice.
0: So, other than that, um... So, what episode is this, guys?
1: Nine? Well, no nine. nine. I, don't even,
0: I don't even remember. Eleven? It's a new record! It's a new high score! That we're at another episode. Oh, Kavnik, Scotty. <laughs> Being mean to me, of course. Didn't do anything <laughs> to him.
2: Well, he's not yes. entirely wrong.
0: We are actually on episode 8 or 9, because we just finished 8 last week. Um, And so tonight we're going to talk about the new theme lists, uh, the Minion CID, of course movies. Of course. But the first thing we have to talk about is what we're drinking tonight. And since Seth has been on like a water kick lately, and we know his buttholes probably get on fire from the food he ate, what are you going to drink today, Seth?
1: Tonight, I am kicking it up. You see this big, beautiful yellow glass? No water for me tonight. Tonight, it's ginger ale. (laughs) I'm sorry. And rum. And rum. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're all good now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everything is right in the world. And so, John, what are you going to have tonight?
2: Well, I'm going to start off with a shot of uh, this new one I got. It's uh, Jägermeister Spice. Cinnamon and vanilla, which is really quite tasty, and then followed up with Seth's absolute favorite drink of mine—Smirnoff Ice. Smirnoff Ice. ice.
1: <laughs> I almost got a drink just for you. Uh, I was at a, uh, a gas station in the middle of nowhere, and uh, they had cans of Four loco. Those
2: aren't the, those aren't the alcoholic ones anymore. Those aren't legal
1: anymore. Uh these were really old. Oh so
2: in the middle <laughs> war, pos- they might be old enough, that's fair.
1: That was a possibility.
2: Oh four loco. Never had any. I might be scared, but I'll try it. Uh, I'll- my
0: drink of choice tonight is gonna be of course I am no longer on medication, so maker's mark is my drink tonight. I start off with, you know, just you know, one finger. And then work through all the fingers until I get ten fingers deep of it. I guess.
1: <laughs> By that so, time, you're probably
0: unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe. So, maybe. here's to everybody. Hope everybody had a good week. Hope it had a really good weekend. So, cheers. 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 Mm. Something else I'm drinking chocolate shake with it from Brahms. So, that'll make oh, it go yeah. down really smooth. Seth, what are you working on today? By the way, I see you've got like a bunch of brushes in your hand, and you're painting so, something.
1: So right now, I'm working on a special thing. It's I am working on man. I got this. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be one of the pro painters tonight. Um, I am working on the second of our giveaway models for those who are subscribing to Patreon. Um, this year, I am unfortunately not going to be able to go back to War Machine Weekend and defend my title. So, I am doing all of my War Machine Weekend entries anyway, and I'll just be bringing them the different cons. But this one will be going up to one lucky listener.
0: Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We give away miniatures on this show?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait,
0: wait, wait. But how do I become part of this awesome
2: deal, John? Well, you have to be a patron subscriber in good standing. What? Do we have a patron account? We do. What do we, we do. do with that?
1: It's got people on it and everything.
2: Yeah, what we do with it, well, uh, everyone's nice enough to uh, give us money, which is awesome of them, to help support us and keep the lights on and keep us hosting. And we have all sorts of cool uh, swag for you. Uh, Seth's model is given out to someone at random. Uh, Dice, we got Dice coming. You guys should be seeing Dice soon. And uh, also uh, extra podcast and video content. Seth does an awesome video uh, every, uh, every, every week or two,
1: three. Month. Every month. Months. Stop signing me up for more. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, if month. If this funny. is
1: your first night, you'll realize that part of the game is get Seth to tacitly agree to do more.
2: No, no. Month is fine. Hey, month is good. I, I
1: forgot if it
2: was three weeks or month. I thought it was three weeks, but that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, Month's all good. And I do, uh, my own, uh, uh, minis and movies, which I do every two weeks. Maybe a, th- a third one once in a while during a month, if I can get to it. But uh, Yeah, I, and then we'll do extra content. We're planning on giving you guys some early access to other stuff we do that's not a normal podcast, uh, when I do all sorts of game reviews and all. Uh, if any of us do anything like that, we'll uh, we'll give you guys on Patreon uh, early access to that before we send it out uh, through the standard uh, means.
0: So, with that said, if you're a Patron subscriber and you're at the $1 level, you get the pre-ramble, woo Uh which we now have on uh, YouTube for special accounts if you are at a $2 level you get the previous thing, plus you get an awesome dice, which if you were billed at the $2 level I will be sending those out shortly um, that way we can put all that out to everybody um, on top of that, if you're a $5 level, what happens at the $5 level? Remember? Oh, you don't? That's our two for one special. Oh our two for one special is not only do you get Seth's awesome, you know, painting instructional video, but you also get John's Minis and Movie special. And then we jumped up to the fifteen dollar level, which is the Seth giving away a miniature painted by him. He will do five a month and give those out.
1: Punching you when I see you next.
2: <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. I'm like, five a month? Holy shit. <laughs> this happen?
0: Now, if you're a subscriber at the $15 amount and so on and so forth, you will get a random drawing to see if you can get Seth's miniature. And Seth, now that we have, we've already billed everybody. Everybody's giving us their money. Hey. And we appreciate it, guys. It's going a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, mm-hmm. Single mm-hmm. Benefit, every single bit of it is going to pay everything off that we've had to pay extra out of our pocket which we really really appreciate it's also helping us do something really really cool too that we will talk about in just a minute um, and so Seth what miniature are you giving away? Do you have a picture of it?
1: Uh, I do have a picture of it I can send it live uh, shortly that would be awesome because uh, I've got some big stuff so what I have done is I have painted up uh, King Lido from the Iron Kingdoms role-playing game, and I chose this model not only because it's a cool model, it's a playable model uh, in RPGs. People have used it as solo characters. It's also a model that you can't get anymore. What? Um, so in theory, you can order it off of Privateer Press's bits order, but every time I've talked to people about it, they said, "Yeah, but we don't know if we've actually got any." Um, So on top of it, I built a custom base Appropriate for the Lion of the Railthorns And I'm excited to send this one out I liked it so much, I considered painting another model Just to get it out fast It's like, I've got a uh, You know what, I've got a uh, What do I have down here? Uh, I've got a Mechanothrall I'll just paint up a (laughs) Mechanothrall (laughs) But that seems kind of lame Um, this is the other thing that people should know is that every one of these models is either going to be a solo that is uh, highly playable or one of the collectible models from Privateer Press or one of the other companies that sends me something to paint.
0: Nice. And who's getting that miniature? Do you even know?
1: Um, Not me, which makes me mad, but (laughs) I think (laughs) I bet you know.
0: I do know who is getting that. And that's our good friend Ray Bomb.
1: Ray Bomb! Ray Bomb is yeah. on. one that's
0: getting our miniature. So I do have his address, and I will send it to you so you can send it off to him. All right. Uh, okay, Barry Ray Bomb. Week? Yeah. Um, he is the one because he is the $15 winner. And we greatly appreciate it because he helped us pay a lot of bills off to get all this stuff done. So, Barry Helms, if you're listening, you get a free miniature from Seth. Woo! And if you want to be part of that free miniature... Giveaway. You need to subscribe to the $15 amount. Uh, it helps keep our lights on. I mean, we have to pay... Oh, man. Fees for exploit fees for housing, fees for getting the dice people, fees for everything. Um, locally, our costs are going down. Uh, hopefully, they'll go down even more, and we can offer more free stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I will be doing a free video pretty soon, and I will be doing a review of... Uh, what was it? Dark Souls, the board game, pretty soon.
2: Oh, Cool, cool.
0: And I'll do a video on that one. So, And I'll give that away for free. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And if you are a patron, we, like I said, we won't charge you more than four episodes, no matter what, no matter how much content we give out. We're only going to charge you four times, no matter what. That way, nobody feels like they don't have to be out a huge amount of money.
1: Can but I say one other thing?
0: 20 bucks, and you can.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how, how about if I stay on the show? Oh, okay, uh, you can do that. All right. <laughs> Sold. All right. Um, so, folks who are thinking about the $15 a month, it's or $15 an episode, it seems like it's a lot, except that if you do the math, you're still getting a... Uh, I'm taking these up to not just high tabletop quality, but almost display quality. That um, I've already do a little bit better, more complicated basing. These could go in competition. Wow, Yeah, so normally if I already do a model like this, not only would people pay for the model, they would have to pay for the paint job, and the paint job is a lot more than that. So this is a great way to get some fun pieces for your army or just for your collection. And I know a few people who like to collect. Get on in.
0: So you're giving away that one this month, or technically last month. What are you giving away this month?
1: So this month... I am giving away Gorman. Gorman is the 90-day challenge for War Machine Weekend, so this will be my 90-day challenge entry that I don't get to put in. Uh, But I've built a base for him where, uh, on the episode we had Chris Suri, he was talking about pushing yourself. So I actually built a base with one of Gorman's smoke bombs still burning, so it's going to have the smoke pulling off and trailing and wrapping around Gorman so you get a nice little action pose and some cool OSL
0: wait a minute, wait a minute I think what we need to do is since you're doing that I think you need to take a picture of like work in progress post yep. it to the Facebook account that we want see sounds good I think it would be awesome
1: this is also uh, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera Gorman it's got some fanciness it, in there is it a PG Gorman? You send me a PG Gorman, I will paint a PG Gorman. Uh,
0: I had to sell my PG Gorman.
1: I don't have a PG Gorman.
0: Uh, I had to sell mine.
1: I was not a PG, I was denied. Denied. Or bassass. Um,
0: but let's, let's talk about something that's really cool that's happening. Um, we are actually a sponsor for something, guys. Did y'all know that? I did. Alcoholism? <laughs> well, always, always, always.
2: No, sir. Alcoholics go to meetings, sir. We're just <laughs> drunks. <laughs>
0: Um, we are actually a sponsor for War Machine Weekend. Yay! Woo! We were We are actually sponsoring part of War Machine Weekend, and if you do not know what War Machine Weekend is, come see me. Uh, it was one—it's my, my favorite con of all the year, because I'd see mm-hmm. all my old friends, get to party it up. Uh, we are actually sponsoring the Senior Pro Tour this year, uh, which is probably going to be our thing from here on out, because we're all old fuckers, and we like doing that.
1: You know I still kept uh, playing it, right?
0: Well, grow up <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't oh, want to see your that's pro tour is is it is the you have to be 40 years or older and you can play in it and i run it and it's just a fun easy relaxing achievement based uh tournament it's not for the super hardcore blah 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 it's just stupid silly things like last year uh, one of the achievements was you had to find Carl Morgan and tell him he looked really good in his pants or right? had a nice ass. And that was something he had to sign it and do it. So it was it was, it was, was stupid fun stuff uh, to do sort of like uh, Who's the Boss Tournament but it's for older guys uh, or, or girls. If you're a girl and you want to play in it more than welcome to. Um, and so we're sponsoring that this year so we will have our name on the t-shirt. Um, so we'll be on the back. Woo woo! Really super proud of that. I love my boy Carl. He's been very supportive. So, being very supportive of us, we're going to be very supportive of him, and uh, our first episode, we did give away one ticket to War Machine Weekend, um, and we're going to pimp the hell out of it, because I love that show. Yeah. That's so
2: super cool. Other
0: than that, we have a lot of shit to talk about, we don't have much time to do it in. So, let, let's get to the boring stuff, because I know everybody wants to hear about theme lists. Let's talk about the Blindwater CID. Um, and we're just going to talk about the changes We're not going to worry about any of the models that Have any changes We're just going to look at the models that have changes uh, And the first one we have is what, John? Uh,
2: the Bull snapper. What?
0: They mean that little bitty alligator?
2: Yep, little bitty alligator uh, What change on him? Ch- not a big change, uh, Torpid, which is the one where if he destroys A living enemy model with a basic main attack He, he can immediately end his activation After it's resolved And if so, he can remove a Fury Point that is now optional, so you no longer have to. It used to be automatic. That's actually a good change. Yeah, it is. So now, if you end up, uh, you know, a, with the ability to kill more than one model, you can choose to. Okay. And if you kill two or even three with your with your two fury, potentially, you can then go torpid after the last one. It's it's a good good quick change for that. Yeah,
0: That's an another simple change making it optional. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets fat and stupid at the end of it, and you know, loses a fury point.
2: Yeah. Which is very good Fury management and makes that model uh, potentially very much worth its five points. Yeah.
0: Um, what's our next one?
2: Uh, Throg.
0: Ooh, I, I love the Throg model, by the way. I love playing that Throg model because it pisses people off. Because yeah, he's, of what it can do
2: he's so cool. I've always wanted to play him. And, and, and the more abilities they add, he, he's starting to get to the point where I feel like he's hitting that stride where he's going to be worth it. Yep. What they change on him? Uh, well, they say they changed this point cost to six, but I checked Warham and I'm pretty sure the point cost was already six. Hmm. But uh, they gave him Pathfinder and Prowl.
0: I can understand the Pathfinder. And I can understand the Prowl for the model, yeah,
2: especially for right. he does. And that's great for someone like that who you know, def thirteen armor sixteen with only eight wounds is a prime big gun shooting target. You're like, if you got one of those big guns, like, oh, here's my PAL 15 gun on, like, uh, you know, battle wagon or something. Like, let me just take a shot at this guy because he's not super hard to hit. And if I hit him, I could very well kill him.
0: Yep. Now, helps know, him out.
2: Yeah, yep. helps him out a lot.
0: Um, what's our next one? Ironback Spitter. What'd they do
2: uh, to him? Uh, he went down in points to 14. I believe he was 15 or 16. Uh, I think 15... I don't really remember off the top of my head. I did another report on it somewhere else, but I don't remember. But down in points for a model that I already thought was probably worth it is pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, any point reduction is always going to help a model no matter what. Yeah,
2: and he's not getting used a lot, and I really love Ironback Spitters. they very stylistic, and I love that the rules now manage to, you know, encapsulate the, the style he's got. He's a big turtle. He's yeah. carapace. Awesome. I like turtles. I like turtles.
0: All right, what's our next one?
2: Uh, the Croak Hunter, he actually had significant changes. First off, they gave him Hunter, as befits his name. Um, they gave him Reposition 3, which is super cool for any sort of uh, solo like this who runs around killing dudes. Mm-hmm. And uh, more importantly is they get rid of Gang Fighter, which was the one where you get plus 2 to hit and damage if you are if there's another uh, model in melee with him, another friendly faction model.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A warrior model. Uh, and instead, they just made him straight mat 7. Which is good. Yeah.
0: I mean, cause he, he's a solo. You're not going to take him with... He's not going to be up there with the group anyway. He's going to be picking out targets.
2: Yeah, you, ha- you had to make this thing where, like, I would use I would use them with uh, the Totem Hunter to try and, you know, Totem Hunter would end near somebody. He'd come charge it. And you'd have to really work it to make it... Uh, make them all get their value. And this is a good change. He so can run around solo, so to speak. Okay. Uh, now we're getting into Warcasters. Malak the Dreadbound. Mm-hmm. It was the Undeady one. Um, all they really changed uh, was his Death Pact spell, which used to place on a model or unit and give it plus two armor and undead. Now it's uh, cost three, self uh, AOE control. Uh, while in the spellcaster's control area, friendly faction warrior models gain plus two armor and undead. That's uh. actually a huge benefit. It is a huge benefit, but for you know, I mean, he is uh, he's Fury Seven, so three is still significant uh, bit of uh, of his Fury total, uh, especially with mortality. He's going to want to cast and you know revive. He can't do everything, but it's a lot better than just having it in one unit. You can now take a you know more uh, infantry-heavy army and get lots of value out of it, since the way his feet works, you really want. More undead models, Mm because all the undead models get plus two armor.
0: So if you were taking Gatorman posse, Uh that's a huge stack in armor.
2: Or even Bogtrog. Bogtrog ambushers coming in from the side. If you can just leverage them into the area, suddenly they can be plus four armor. Armor 18 may not seem like much, but if they're engaged, that could be the difference between losing some when you wouldn't normally. Oh, yeah. Plus, it makes them undead in case someone's got any living shenanigans.
0: And it's just warrior models, correct?
2: Warrior models, yeah.
0: yeah. So definitely he's a great troop caster.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What's our next guy?
2: Uh, Bone Swarm. Um, this is a very underused model. Uh, I don't think the ch- this change is really going to make him use too much more, but abilities on a model extra that don't cost points always give it a chance. Uh, literally, they just made him steady.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a fine, it's a fine change. Uh, I like yep. said I'm not sure. I, I I might use one, but it's not I mean, mostly for the animus. Yeah. He, he's not gonna get super used. Uh, the big one. This is this is actually a legitimate scary change. So everyone, everyone perk your ears up a little bit. The swamp horror. He went up two points to sixteen. What? Yeah, but his tentacles, all three of them, gained chain strike.
1: <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah. no, 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 yes, no.
2: Yes. No. yes, so that they're range 4 during his activation, and they still have pull.
0: So he's what, got a threat of 11 inches?
2: Uh, 4, eight eleven. 11, yes, and that's not counting Rask, where he was already a fucking beast. Now, uh, you know, he's even crazier on Rask. And uh, it's, it's, it's very cool. Makes him a little more thematic. A uh, couple more points definitely pay for that, but I still think it's worth it. It makes him a little better under all the other casters. Nice. And it'll be super cool because a lot of people who subscribe to Mini Crate are going to end up with a Counts as Swamp Horror.
1: That's this guy. Yep, me too. Not me. Can't wait for Rhett to play with Swamp Horror. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> I don't think it
2: works that way. That'd be great if you could put a swamp porter on Dali and Scarlet. That'd be great. What about Scorn? Yeah, Scorn. I got cool stuff with that. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I don't don't like Scorn as much. Don't give them the nice things. Isn't that, isn't that, that's been the game for a long time. Don't give Scorn the nice things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One might say that's like their manifesto. Oh, sorry, Drew Fishinson. I'm sure he doesn't listen. (laughs) listen. What's our next one? Uh, Gaterman Witch Doctor. He's always been kind of weird, the chain of edition, not having as much infantry. So they gave him... uh, They changed Zombify. Mm -hmm. So no longer does Zombify make things undead and give them tough. It still makes them undead, but instead it gives them Last Word, which is the... uh, If the model with Last Word is disabled by an enemy attack at any time except while it's advancing, it can immediately advance up to three inches and can make one basic melee attack.
0: Stupid good, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And no free strikes while you're trying on the model while you and doing it. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, they also gave it Death Ride, a la um, um, the Crick's guy. Darth Death Wraith,
0: Wraith. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which is cool, which if you don't know what that is, is friendly faction undead model activating this model's command range gain plus one movement while advancing as far as normal movement. If only there was a caster who, like, made all of his infantry undead so that you could give a giant, a number of people, because uh, Command 8, uh, plus one movement. That would be great. Wouldn't that be a good combo?
0: Yeah, because it gives you, you can take two of them. Oh yeah, and spread that out to you know a sixteen inch
2: area, which seems like almost as much as that warcaster's control area.
1: Excuse Ooh. me. Excuse me. Yes, I don't care if there's not a theme that allows me to take those together.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rask didn't change. Thank God, he was already yeah, so good. Yeah. He's what,
0: still about, good. what about what about Shamblers?
2: Oh yeah, Shamblers are next. Uh, they went to ten points. Uh, I think there were eleven beforehand. So, huh? Mm, okay. Sure. I mean, I thought they had some some decent playability, and now uh, I think they're they're plenty good to play. Um, uh, before you go to the next one, uh huh? Can, can I can I talk about the next one? Hit hit us. Okay, because uh, I have actually... I got some harsh opinions on this one. Uh,
0: I okay, Jaga Jaga. Okay, mm-hmm. one the model is cool as shit. Let's just go there. Uh, I think she's an incredible caster. Um, her feet, even better. Uh-huh. Um, it just, just okay. it just damages things right off the bat, rips things to pieces. All right, yeah. D three plus five going towards the Haley feat of what it does. Uh, remove those models from play. Each model removed. Target one enemy model within five inches of the model model removed. They suffer an unboostable magic damage roll equal to the base armor of the model removed. So, depending on what you use, you could do that, um, but if you do it to you know, a high-based armored model, whew, you're going to smash some things to bits. But what I think is the coolest thing of everything... Oh, no, no argument on this. Uh, because my local meta has been bitching at me for the longest time about Sign's Importance. <laughs> They're like, fuck you and your feet every turn, because of course I played Vlad with the rocket spams, and they were like, fuck you all the hell. And then I thought, seriously, I thought when Kator hit the CID circuit, they would change up science importance to, you know, battle group only or troops only or something like that. And then when I saw Jaga Jaga and they gave her science importance and it is not changed, I was like, damn. Hey, Seth, look out behind you. You've got someone creeping up behind you. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? What is happening? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> tonight's delivery is a farty dog and a half-eaten bag of crispy M and M's. I left you half of them, a- okay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true love. Only leaving you part of them.
1: It's true.
2: Oh.
0: But going back to this, sign's importance with minions and Jaga Jaga is scary stupid. <laughs>
2: Mm, Pharaoh brigands with signs of importance and prey.
0: Oh, that's just oh my gosh!
2: You guys can't uh, see it now, but uh, I have a problem.
0: There, my my minion, um, our store owner plays minions, and I'm sure he was dancing like a madman.
2: Yeah. So for for full is uh, she actually lost some Warby's points also, which is fine. I mean, you have to balance signs of importance, mm-hmm. and I feel like she is better overall. But I feel like her feet is one of the worst in the game. I
0: mean, it, it's situational.
2: It, it it has two good things going for it. The reason I don't say it is it's definitely not the worst in the game, okay. It's because one, it's a magical damage roll, which is cool. Uh, two, obviously you'll, or I guess two, one point five you'll get signs of importance on it, which is thinking about it makes it a little bit better. And two is models destroyed by it are removed from play. hmm So it it's not the worst. I mean, it's it's a serviceable feat, but it's not great. But signs of importance makes everything better. Uh, also, she got melee range, two on her, uh... on her little, uh... snake. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They, they I don't know. It, that's, which is cool. She used to be one-inch range, so... reach is good.
0: I'm sorry, but signs of importance for minions... Oh, yeah. Scar- it, it's scary. It oh, yeah. literally is scary.
2: Especially if you drop it with battle host, which is an upkeep, so she can still be reasonably safe camping, too, with, uh... All of her B7 2 inch movement, and she'll be plus 2 armor if she stays near one, and signs of importance. And they have some okay shooting beasts. Oh, it's it's really good that it had to be in gators, it couldn't have been in pigs, because road hogs with signs of importance would be. <laughs> at, no. It would be no. How about no?
0: <laughs> Which, All right. I'll reference this back, signs of importance, with something in just a second. So, okay. what's our next one?
2: Uh, Blindwalker. They do or, or, as I like to call it, the worst war beast in the game. <laughs> it is now no longer the worst war beast in the game because it went down two points to ten points, so it's now comparable with like a freebooter or something, and I think it's absolutely fine now. Okay, wouldn't seem like two points makes a difference, but I, uh, I mean, it does.
1: Every <laughs> little bit helps.
2: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, that being said, worst war beast in the game. I still would have used it. It's a cool looking actually, model,
0: too. That's what sucks oh. about it. An amazing, cool looking model.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And now it's really good. I mean, Armor 20 is good. I mean, if you. Do you I mean, the only problem is taking damage from your own uh, animus is kind of shit. But, you know, Armor 20 makes up for it. And being only 10 points, like I said, 10 point heavies, anything in that 9 to 11 point heavies are, are good. So, mm-hmm. thumbs up. Uh, Croak Raiders apparently went. Uh, to, this is a change from a while ago, went to 1017 for points. Mm-hmm.
0: And so. this is where I think Jaga Jaga makes these guys stupid awesome.
2: Because they weren't already? I mean, this edition. Actually, no, they're still okay. pretty good this edition. The, the problem is, is that last edition
0: you, I mean, I took them with trolls and had an awesome troll list with them. Oh, yeah. But Crow I Crater's under through. Signs of oh, yeah. is super good right now then. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, they're rat six. Under signs of importance, they can hit quite a lot of things now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially since she's, you know, a Focus Seven caster, or Fury Seven caster. Mm -hmm. Um, Damage, you know, Oil Gourd, and then damage from the fire really can piss off a lot of things. You're going to see beasts and heavy things go down. Oh, yeah, you mean? With these
2: guys now. Boosted POW 10s may not seem like much, but boosted POW 10s and signs of importance. They they quickly start chipping away at the big stuff. Well, I mean, here's the thing.
0: You you know, you hit him with gourd, mm-hmm. then you hit him with a fire, and so now they are 3d6, 4d6 under signs importance, dice minus whatever,
2: you're going to do some damage to it. Yeah, you're 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 rocking about 23-ish on yeah. average and and the potential to spike is much higher with that. So. Yes. Super yeah. cool.
0: Which, uh, if anybody's looking for some crocators, I have two units I can sell. No. one <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll talk off the air, sir. I don't own any. <laughs> uh,
0: what's our next one?
2: Uh, next we're one, actually... we have to go all the way down to... Well, th- now we're getting into new models, not... New uh,
0: models.
2: Yeah, not not changes. All right, what's our new models? Uh, Barnabas, Lord of Blood. 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 Uh, okay. Barnabas 2. um... It's him and three Bone Shaker models. He's only got 23 war beast points. Uh, his armor went up one. Uh, his feet is very weird. Actually, honestly, I would say, overall, he's very weird. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a reference uh, to corn that I didn't get in his feet. What was that about?
2: Well,
0: corn is the Blood God.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And corpses, skull for the skull throne, blood for the Blood God.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: That's about it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm caught up. Uh, so his Feath is Death Ritual. Immediately remove from play one or more friendly living or undead models currently in his control range. For each model removed, Baromus gains one corpse token, one fear point, or can remove D3 damage points for a model in his battle group. But he cannot exceed his fury. So, I mean, I, I don't like Feath where you have to kill your own models, but it's not bad. No, because, I mean,
0: um, if you think about it, you're going to cast all your stuff to begin with, and all then, your spells, and then get it all back.
2: Yeah, kill a bunch of models. I mean, if you've got uh, the Shamblers in with him... Those are easy, just free points Because those guys are trash And losing Mm -hmm. them is no big deal Um, He's got a plethora of special rules That I will run through all the easy ones Pretty quick Um, Not too many, he's got a warlock unit He's obviously a gatorman. he's amphibious and tough Uh, He has bone pile When a model in this unit destroys a living or enemy undead model With a melee attack, he gains the model's corpse token And the destroyed model is removed from play Which is cool And he can have three corpse tokens uh, he is meat fueled, so he gets plus one strength for each corpse token. Uh, keep in mind, he's stre- base strength nine, so I put him to strength twelve, which makes his axe—I don't know—pow and strength eighteen, and his mm-hmm. bite, pow and strength seventeen, grievous wounds. Yup. That's pretty scary shit. Yeah. Uh, he has sack pawn bone shaker, which obviously he can pawn off all pawn off his hits to uh, for range attacks to his bone shakers, uh, who are just pretty much trash. They're not very good, but they're not very bad either.
0: Well, Free, uh, free Sack Pawn is oh, yeah. awesome to begin with.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're going to die from it because they're only Def-12, Armor-14. But, I mean, hey, we'll of them in a second. Uh, he has Tide of Skulls. Uh, during the control phase, this model can spend one or more Corpse Tokens to add Bone Shaker models to his unit. For each Corpse token spent, add one Bone Shaker model, plus you place information within three inches of another model unit, and they forfeit their combat action. And you can't have more than three in play at one time.
0: So, the basic technique is... Uh, you sac pawn, sac pawn, bring two back. Sack pawn, yep. pack pawn, bring them back.
2: As long as you've got uh, corpses to do it, and he needs to get in there and stuck in. Um, his spell list is also very weird. Uh, I'll go with the two spells that we know what they are first. That is Blood Rain, which is shitty Duke, uh, decent one, but. Uh, and then Rebuke, which is a very good spell. The uh, target model unit cannot give orders, receive orders, or make power attacks or special attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. The weird ones. He's got Hunter's Mark as an actual spell on him, which I think is the first time we've seen it as an actual spell on a spellcaster. It's always been like dog pile or something crazy different. This is just straight when up Hunter's Mark. Well, I'm, I meant on a caster. Yeah, yeah, uh, not, on, not on a, a solo, On an actual warlock warcaster. It's 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 just strange to see that. And then his other one is Extracration of Blackest Night. Just cost three uh, control area spell. Uh, while in the spellcaster's control range, living and undead enemy models suffer minus two to their attack rolls, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably a less obnoxious version of uh, Starcrossed. Yes. Similar effect, but uh, not as swingy and not as pain in the ass. Um, he looks like he's another melee caster who wants to go in on some, uh, you know, with lots of troops, or a fair amount of troops, and decent defense stuff, and mix it up. So, that's cool. I mean, I wish... The, in, in Mark 2, he would have been freaking balls. Oh, yeah. In uh, Mark 3, he's interesting.
0: What about his uh, troop that he brings with him?
2: His bone shakers, uh, they're Speed 5, Mat 6. Uh, they have Dark Shroud. And they have pound ten. So they're they're no great shakes, but they're not terrible.
0: Yeah, but if you consider, you know, if Barnabas comes in, say he charges in, spins all his fury, um, gets up to you know what, power eighteen, you're technically mm-hmm. pal twenty against whatever you're gonna be hitting due to dark shroud, pops his feet, gains that back, and oh, yeah. gains one fury point for each one so he can remove how many?
2: Uh, he can move uh, as many models as he wants Up to his fury stat, so he could do well, He could also seven get corpse attacks. tokens if he doesn't have them. He can get corpse tokens to drop his pop his strength up to yeah to eighteen. Saying. Yeah,
0: so he could he could technically go in, beat the crap out of something as much as he could, boost hit, boost damage, whatever he needs to. Uh, technically hit in maybe four times, yeah. uh, boost the damage, pop feet, kill seven models, get three corpse tokens, get. Four fury points and go for four more attacks.
2: Yeah, or he could just uh, he could Hunter's Mark and extrication of Blackest Night, pop his feet to get his corpse tokens immediately, and refill his fury there, and get the long charge and go from there. Yep. So yeah, he's definitely got some good play. It'll be interesting to see. Okay. What's our next? Uh, one? Nec- next is my absolute favorite model coming out here, and that's Long chomps.
0: See.
2: the uh, the Gatorman with the heavy rifle. It's Gatorman oh. Ashley. That's right. Uh, he's uh, he's mat six rat six def twelve armor sixteen only five boxes which I thought was surprising because yeah, so many of their solo yeah well yeah because like well it's weird um, he has advanced deployment amphibious pathfinder tough and bushwhack so he can make his combat action before his movement
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, he has cover tracks uh, which is immediately after resolving a range attack during this model's activation which destroyed an enemy model. He can perform his Trapper special action. His Trapper special action is place a Forge AoE in base contact with his model. The AoE remains in place for one round. Living and undead models entering or ending their activations in the AoE suffer a POW 10 damage roll. And models damaged by it are knocked down. Models of flight are not affected, obviously. Uh, And then he also has Marksman, which is when damaging a Warjack or Warbeast with a ranged attack, he can choose the column that suffers damage. He's got a uh, range 12 PAL 14 gun and a half inch melee range Pau and strength 12 bite. It's pretty it, cool. Yeah, he's actually not bad. I mean, his Rat 6 is
0: iffy, depending on you know, what he's shooting at, but it's not bad. Because he, he can aim to an 8. So, And since he's got advanced deployment, he's going to be up there, so he's not having a lot of problems. He's, he's, he's a great solo.
2: And, and rounds, range 12 is good enough where you can aim frequently. Yeah. Uh, and he's only 5 points, so that's not bad.
0: Correct. Yeah, he's not—he's not horrible at all.
2: Yeah. Uh, next I'll take is, two. You take two. <laughs> he's a character dork. <laughs> I'll take two. Well, then you buy him, and then you buy Alt and Ashley.
1: Look, as long as they play for my elves, I'm happy. Continue. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> no one likes the elves. I'm sorry. Uh, Gatorman Husk. Um, they're basically running bombs. Uh. I'll go through their melee stats first, because they're they're not that impressive, but they're not terrible. They're MAT5, uh, Speed 5, Def 12, Armor 16. They actually have 8 wounds, which is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, PAL 13 uh, melee, which is pretty solid. It's everything uh, else. Yeah, they have Advanced Deployment, Amphibious, Undead, Ambush. Uh, they have Carnivorous Swarm, when this model is disabled, center a 5-inch AoE on it, then remove the model from play. Living models in AOE suffer a PAL 12 corrosion damage roll. Uh, the they always Cloud effect and Hazard their main to play for one round. Enemy living or undead models entering or ending the activation and for one point of corrosion damage. Um, he's also got hyper aggressive, which is cool. And then the one I really thought was kind of cool is uh, eruption of flies. When this model suffers damage as a result of enemy attack or enemy melee or range attack, after the attack is resolved, this model can target the attacking model with a spray eight, PAL fourteen range attack roll that causes corrosion damage. And it causes auto-corrosion also. And he can make it while on melee. And he's rat six.
0: This is my favorite model. One of my top favorite models in the entire uh, minion faction right now. For one one thing, they're FA3. And they're three points. Yeah. For three points, ambushing models that could get into the back line and throw up these, the Carnivius Swarm and Eruption of Flies. And for scenario pieces, oh my gosh. They're super, super cheap. They're... I mean, yeah, their stats: speed five, so they're eight inch, so eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven and a half inch threat uh, from an ambush. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Hyper aggressive, yeah. If you don't kill it, it moves up forward, and the eruption of flies. Oh, I hit it, and don't do damage. I don't kill you. Well, here's a spray eight. Yeah. Uh, the carnivorous swarm. Super, super good, because you're gonna kill anything that's in the pal troop wise. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and if not, it's got corrosion, and if it doesn't make it, boom, and it's a cloud effect.
2: Uh, it actually doesn't do auto-corrosion on the explosion. It just does it corrosion does. damage now. The oh. eruption of flies does auto-corrosion, but not the curvy swarm. That was probably been too good.
0: Well, if they, it says that they do enter or end their activation, they suffer corrosion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, either way, that that is an extremely good scenario
2: piece. And more funny is that... <clears throat> uh, is he undead? He, since he's undead, if you have multiple running together... If he explodes, he has no chance of killing the other one because only living models take the damage from the explosion. Undead will take it if they start or end in it.
0: It's one of my favorite ones.
2: He's very cool. Um, Now we get to the big guy, the Dracodile, um, who is the Gaterman Gargantuan. Mm -hmm. He's Speed 5, he's uh, Mat 6, Def 10 Armor 19, uh, 4 Theory, 8 Threshold, he has 54 boxes, which is pretty good. Pretty decent. His animus is uh, floodwaters, which is well within five inches of spellcaster. Open terrain becomes shallow water. He's also amphibious. Uh, he's a salt pathfinder man eater, so we can charge living warrior models without being forced. Mm-hmm. And he also has snacking <coughs> for weapons. Um, I'm going to skip. He's actually got four melee attacks. What? He's got a bite, two claws, and a tail. Uh, bite is pow nineteen. His claws, one each in the left and right, and the bite can go the full front arc. Uh, is both pow seventeen. The tail is full front arc, and is pow seventeen and crit smite.
0: Let's a, let, Let's talk about the one thing that scares the shit out of everybody.
2: Oh, you mean the acid breath, the uh, spray ten uh, pow fourteen corrosion uh, uh, weapon uh, range attack with blind on a hit.
0: Is and yeah, and it's an assault weapon on top of that.
2: Mm-hmm. He so can do a see, lot of
0: damage. 5, 6, 7, 8, an 18 inch threat with that can- that gun.
2: Or even better because he's assaulting something if you just leave it there or get, say, Jaga Jaga who we were talking about earlier, who gives him plus 2 movement so he's going to have a 12 inch threat with his melee, assaulting hitting like anything minus 4 means his mat 6 is probably going to hit it. And yeah, then I mean, you're going
0: to mostly have to boost to hit most things with a rat five, but still.
2: Yeah, but then you know, pal fourteen that, then all the other ones on a blind. It's it's really good. Uh, it is thirty-seven points. You're not bad. Yeah. Uh, so still a bunch left. Let's see if we can get through a bunch of these pretty quick. Uh, croak Trappers. Uh, it's a uh, it's a small unit. Fa two. It's a uh, one leader and one grunt for four points. RAT-6, DEF-13, Armour-13. They have AD, Amphibious, Immune to Corrosion, Pathfinder, Prowl, Reposition-3. Uh, they have Nets, range 4, uh, on a direct hit against an enemy model, on uh, models that become knocked down. Uh, and Hand Weapons for POW-8. So they're just a two-man guy running, throw some nets and trying to be a pain in the butt. They're not bad. Uh, the Quack, Slick Spine, and Gub, Croak Sorcerers... It is a single uh, base model, uh, uh, four points. Uh, they're amphibious, immune to corrosion, and they have a magic ability, magic ability seven, uh, with Enliven, which is really awesome, especially in another faction besides Menoth. Um, they also have Heal D3, which heals any living uh, faction model, uh, and it's base to base range, the Enliven's command range is seven. Uh, Mudfoot, which is a range 6 magic attack. model unit uses, loses Pathfinder and treats open terrain as rough terrain. Which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Venom, which is of course the age old Spray magic attack with uh, Powten corrosion and continuous corrosion. But what's cool is, share the load, once per turn with this model makes a magic ability special attack or special action, immediately after the attack or action is resolved, it can make one additional magic ability special attack or special action.
0: Yep.
2: So you get two spells from it, which is cool. Uh, It'll also be like enliven and heal, but venom in a pinch. Doesn't say you can't use the same one, so you can venom venom. Uh, Mudfoot's really cool because it's model unit loses Pathfinder. Though since it's within six inches, unless you got some way of getting them out of here, you're probably dead afterwards. Yep. But sometimes you got a wall to hide behind, or you, you get the wall's between you. Now they can't charge over it. So I mean, he's not bad for four points. He's great. Yeah. Uh, Gatorman Soul Slave, which is a uh, uh, minion uh, attachment for. Uh, it's the Gatorman attachment to a uh, caster. Uh, he's amphibious undead. He has Arcane Assist, so uh, while the Warlock's in command range of 1, which is really shit, I just noticed 1. That probably needs to go up. He can upkeep 1 spell without spending fury. Oof, 1. Yikes. He is pretty tough with Armor 17 in 8 boxes. Um, he also has magically 5 for Bone Shaker and Spell Slave. So, none of those are terribly good, but for 4 points for a caster attachment that's reasonably durable, he's not terrible. Yeah. I feel like if they make his command like 4 or 5, it'll probably be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I, a command of 1 is really, really...
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be... Yeah, I, I think that might have been a misprint or something. We'll have to see. But, hey, it's a CID. We've got plenty of time to uh, say that. Yep. Uh, the Boil Master and Spirit Cauldron is very weird. Um, it's basically like a pot for uh, minions, but it doesn't actually bring out more models. Um, in its command range of 10, uh, You get it gets corpse tokens, maximum of 5. You can spend corpse tokens to boost one attack or damage roll. It has magic ability 7 for Puppet Master. Uh, Seizing the Sauce, which gives it itself D3 corpse tokens. Which is cool. Where Spectral Lash which is range 10, PAL 12, Magical Attack. And if it's hit, it can be pushed D six directly towards Special Last. Um, and uh, Special Delivery is its other real rule, which is once per turn, any time during its activation, it can remove any number of corpse tokens and place them on friendly faction models that can gain corpse tokens within five inches of it. What you mean, like that new caster they got? Yeah, I know. Crazy, huh? <laughs> or, or bone swarms, which when they get corpse tokens on them are actually good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh the Boyle Master and uh, the Boil Master and his dudes are not very impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean they're they're a little Gatorman, but they armor twelve six uh Def twelve armor sixteen, pound strength twelve. It's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Mat 5s kinda mm. and then uh void leap, which is a minion weapon attachment. Uh one point. He can be attached to any minion unit with amphibious, so no attachment to Gatorman, sorry. Or not to gatormen, uh, to Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. He's amphibious. Uh, he has mage static, so while well information, magic attacks targets, the have minus five range. And wasting power. The final can use wasting power at any time during its activation. When it does, enemy anima and upkeep spells, and models in the unit immediately expire, and this final is removed from play.
0: So it's sort of like the elven one, the void it's tracker, or no? Not it's void, actually like the Escort. Yeah, Soulest Escort, yeah. I mean, which they're only one point. I could see running them with Crowcraters.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, and they Second die question. when they use their remove upkeep, but generally you'll have to do that more than once really a game, to be honest. Yeah. And the way it's worded means you can do it even when they're affected by certain things that might prevent the solace Escort from doing theirs.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, I could see, I mean, for one point, I could see that being used in certain units.
2: Yeah. And then the next is the Bone Shrine. Uh, it is basically just a little... Uh, model that sits up there. It has distant deployment, which is uh deployed at the same time as your AD models, up to twelve inches uh, beyond your deployment zone. It's a mobile, it's a construct. Uh, it is a channeler, so you can channel spells through it. It has a circ- it has circular vision. Uh, you get two of them. Uh, oh you, you get yeah, sorry, you get five you get one of them for for two points, five damage boxes, armor eighteen. And uh it begins the game with one spirit point during a troll phase. This model receives one fury point if it doesn't have any. Uh, and during the Friendly Warlocks activation, it can take one fury point from this model and, and gain that fury point. Go do it once per turn. When the fear point's removed though, you roll a D6. On one or two, the spirits can angry and curse the Warlock, and he's minus one defense and armor for one round. So it's a very interesting take on the uh, on the racks.
0: Yes. I think the ability to use it as a uh, arc node is really really cool and the ability to take and use it as you know a fury point is actually pretty neat too
2: yeah but not not like guaranteed I mean they kept the cost just absolutely cheap which is cool
0: yes and, and the advanced deploy part of it or distance, I mean, distance deploy is, yeah. is really really good in my opinion because that helps out when you need something particular
2: yeah that's two points if they're wasting good shots on it it may not matter um it also might be good if your caster one who likes to go forward a lot, but you have some stuff staying back you might need to cast spells on. You could deploy it further back and just arc spells into the back line then.
0: Well, I mean, like I said, you could use this. Just think about the new Barnabas. Uh, goes in, pops all this stuff, takes all his fury back, takes some from them, blah, blah, blah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he, he's a, fury, it's a good fury bank.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the whole CID. Uh, interesting to see where this goes. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, very pleased with all the new models and not really upset with anything honestly, it was, it was all pretty solid
0: the only, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm checking with all my other players and you know, like I guess my meta is very competitive um, the only thing that I could see possibly changing besides that one inch uh, is <laughs> some people think that the auto blind on the Dracodile is too powerful that it might go to crit effect and I'm like do, I could does, s-
2: doesn't another class already do that well they're
0: they're thinking about you know instead of being blind on an auto spray they want it, they were thinking that it may just be better as a crit on hit because yeah. that's really freaking powerful and doesn't I can the, see both
2: ways doesn't the uh, mountain king do something similar automatically um mountain
0: king used to I'm
2: pretty I sure I haven't played my
0: trolls in forever here I'll look at my trolls it's been a while since I've played my trolls yeah, uh, I, I recall him
2: doing something similar on a, on just a hit. Also,
0: I think he he, he knocks back, but I think because of the blind
2: uh, that was something similar. Like uh, uh, it might be on a crit. I might be crazy. Check.
0: It's been a while since I played my trolls. Um,
2: do, 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 do.
0: Models hits suffer minus two defense and cannot give or receive orders. Yeah, so, so minus two defense, but they're that's like, minus four. So that's kind of I guess like, I can see where they're going. But it's shakable. Correct, it is.
2: So so interesting. I, I don't think that'll necessarily go away, but it's definitely worth them looking at.
0: Yeah. I, I could see where people would say that it would be too powerful if you could definitely give him a boost to his rat and make him, you know, if you had him stand still and aim, that would be, you know, goes to a 7, so possibly. Uh, but I like him. He looks like he could he could be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully the model's badass looking too, like it is in the picture. Yeah. Yeah and i'm glad that gators are getting their you know Dracodile. yeah so absolutely they can finally shut up i mean uh be happy <laughs> i mean now they really needed it
2: no it's all good need. yeah
0: so we only got a few more minutes left to talk about theme forces um we can go a little bit over but i think we should probably just talk about what was changed and what the big changes were
2: uh, well, most of the big changes I saw were the way they changed how what you get free points for. Uh, some of the ones that were super limited, such as Defenders of IOS, which only yeah. got points for, like, three things, four things you had in your army, or mm-hmm. I guess five things. Uh, now it's just all the units and solos. to bring it more in line. And then Heavy Metal went to 30 points for per free model, so it couldn't mm-hmm. just go taking all jacks, because all of my solos are covered all the solos I really want are covered by the free points so that was kind of cool
0: um, I know that once of course being a Kador player uh, there was a ton of salt thrown around uh,
2: uh,
0: and I, I can see both sides of it okay Jaws of the Wolf and you is an amazing list the ability to not let someone have advanced deployment was super powerful
2: do you want me to talk about it, or want me to skip it?
0: No, no, no. Here's my thing. I don't have a problem with them losing Advanced... Uh, the, getting, changing it to Ambush, okay?
1: <laughs>
0: because, and, and, and here's my point. Uh, I would rather have Advanced Deployment than Ambush, but right now, um, Ambush is really, really out there a lot now. So I could see using having the Ambush out there. My biggest issue with them taking away Advanced Deployment is not a negative on Kador; it's a negative on the players because players are buying those models and advanced deploy as part of the cost of those models.
2: So the the problem is, on the other hand, is is the models that pay for ambush pay a lot more?
0: That's what I'm saying, and that's yeah. what I'm, so I can understand a lot of players being upset. i not Kador players; other no, players no. being upset about that. The Kador players that are upset about it. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We're going through a part of the thing where you. It's hindering that person. So they made much.
2: the right choice because ambush is a choice that no, you don't always make. Um, Correct. Well, they we kind of made the right choice. Advanced deployment, not having it, literally changes the way 8 out of 10 players deploy their army every time. And there's a lot to the muscle memory of this is where this goes, this is what this is supposed to do. And now, I feel they I shouldn't up? have either one of those fucking rules in a fucking theme list because. You should not take away something someone else paid for. It's the wrong thing to do. It fits the theme. I don't want anyone to think I don't think it's a theme. In a, in a theme world, this was theme world where it's all fun stuff. Absolutely great. Perfectly thematic. Yes. But, whew.
0: Now, the one thing I am pretty ticked off about PPE about is them adding Assault Core to the Winter Guard. Themeless that just makes okay from a fluff standpoint yes from a standpoint of we put these assault commandos in here they do nothing for the army they give no benefits from the army they get nothing from the benefits so it's worthless it's worthless to put them in there because they don't add towards the point cost to get free things they don't receive any benefits from the free things so, why would you even put them in there to begin with? I guess as I understand the fluff reason, but, honestly, as a tournament player, there is no freaking way I would put Assault Commandos in my Winter garden theme list. There is no reason whatsoever. It's stupid. There's nothing behind it. It's... It, it to me, it was... Here's your, here's your bone because you wanted to play with your Assault Commandos. It doesn't do anything for me.
2: Yeah, it's... I'd have to really think to see if it's thematic or not, and if it is, cool. If not, then...
0: Well, it's thematic for the simple fact that it they come from the Winter Guard, but that's it. So, I mean, it just annoys the crap out of me.
2: So what that was is, we need to get all the models in a theme list so you can play them all the way that they intend the game to be played. And Pretty then much. later they'll go back and make this is the list that they quote-unquote belong in not one you can take them in if you want. Correct. It, it It's a larger problem of making seamless the default way to play. Um, I won't get into the full discussion of that because that's just me ranting for a while, but it, it makes it harder to use certain models because, sure, they got a spot here, but they're not, not not even being ideal. They're not even necessarily good in the list. They actually take away. So We'll have to see how that plays out with Future. I mean, it's still... Everyone out there listening, who if you if you're on the fence about themeless, I'll give them another six months at least before you even think anything, you know, about anything drastic. Well, um, I mean, but, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff back and forth, so they're doing a lot of work to try to make it better.
0: Yeah, I mean, we the, this alt Commandos do have a UA coming out, so. <laughs> That's, we'll probably see another theme list for them that are going to be into it. I just didn't understand that. And I love the Assault Commandos. I think they're an awesome unit. They're really cool. want to play with them, but they're from a competitive standpoint, they're worthless.
2: They are Company of Iron Fodder. They will be great in Company of Iron.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, another thing uh, that we didn't even talk about, all themeless can now take certain minions and mercs. Mm-hmm. One solo, one unit. Which I... Had to clean my pants after I found out that Reinhold would be let me used in Jaws of War or Jaws in my Jaws list because I have Old Witch 2 in that. Reinhold with Old Witch 2 in my list is balls amazing. Not only can Old Witch 2 shoot twice, um, you know, if I need to, I can get rid of the stealth of that model. Um, and I have some guns in there that can help out. Um, I'm not too worried about uh, Ghost Fleet because what Old Witch 2 can do with her spells. And, oh, Denny, she's stealth. No, she's not. And now I'm going to shoot her to death. So, I mean... Taking Reinhold in that makes me happy. And it might be a little too powerful. Because Old Witch 2's gun being shot twice is stupid good.
2: Uh my capsule opinion because if I gave my full opinion it'd be another one of those rants Um, (laughs) this is the worst mistake they have made in theme lists you've taken away the only reason you would possibly play out of theme you've taken away the advantage to playing out of theme and you need to think twice about this shit I mean it's too late now because you're not going to take models away from people at this point probably but I mean what are you doing
0: yeah, I, I, I don't... I can see why they wanted to do it, but... Now, they are limiting some things, because I know... In <clears throat> Wolves of Winter, there are certain models that we can't take. Um, I it, it To me, it seems like it needs to fit theme of what models can be taken. No, like Ogrem Bacor, since I have that really awesome, sweet PG version that uh, Seth painted up for me,
1: <laughs> I yeah. have...
0: I'm looking to feel that because an Ogram Bacor in Kador is very, very nice.
2: There should be a selection of mercenary models that are, that are, like, common mercenaries or something that you can take all over the place. Absolutely agree, that'd be fine. But the characters and all should not be allowed in theme lists, because that destroys the concept of having theme versus non-theme. If you want it to be that way, PP, just stop making the general list available and say, you have to play in one of these themes choose one to make your army. There are plenty of games that have done that. I mean, it's because it's it really, it, it destroys it, and some of us are not fans of themeless to start with. Well, I guess You see that, and we're just like, why?
0: I mean, I've been waiting when they said they could do that to see if I could put Reinhold in with uh, Old Witch 2, and the range 12 carrying gun shooting twice is is amazing. I mean, two four-inch AoEs that, you know, blind everything? I it, oh. just... And the w- I gotta worst, change my pants.
2: And the worst thing is it's not like mercenaries are like this even thing. Seth, how excited are you for adding mercenaries to, uh, rat theme lists?
1: Oh, you mean Selena?
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: um... Honestly, like I looked at it and I thought it was a neat idea. And then I thought about it in terms of ret, and I was like, that doesn't do anything. Especially since Lenissa was the one uh, minion that we were taking very regularly and now she's part of Retribution anyway.
2: But that means you can take her in the theme list even if she's not included.
1: Correct. So when I started to think about it that way it meant that some of my theme lists that exist now are just my Mark II lists. So my Ron... Uh, Forges of War list, I'm just pulling out a couple a solo and throwing in Iris 2. Why? Because, you know, or uh, Iris 1 because, you know, taking people away, people's fury is really fun right before you kill them yeah. uh, and drag them to death. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it seemed like a, a really strange thing to do. Since theme lists were so carefully controlled, and that, then to open it up quite so much was strange as well. Does that mean that we're going to have to expect down the road um, Merc models are going to come out with a lot more animosity towards particular factions?
2: That that's a great idea. That should be that should be more in the game. I would agree. Um, that'd be cool. Um, uh, it, it just this is just you know like this, they they came out and said that theme lists are the way to play the game so keep that in your mind when you are looking at this stuff uh, it's the reality of the situation it, and they're it, trying to make it so you can play more fun models in your themes to make you happy
0: the, here's the an place, example go ahead. of why oh, I think this is why this, I think this could be a problem uh, is because I've already started talking to all my players, what, what, can, we, what can we break and Madeline Corbo okay, <laughs> she has Parlay while in this model's command range, enemy warrior models cannot target this model or its warcaster with attacks. Period, okay? Now, she's got a command range of seven, so it's no big deal. Now, you combine that with Resnick 2. While this model has one or more focus points on it, non-magical range attacks target it automatically miss.
2: Yep. So,
0: yeah. the only thing that can touch him is pretty much...
1: <laughs>
0: construct <laughs> models spell so,
1: warjacks spells Warjacks and beasts yep only certain beasts yep um, yeah. and if you've got what's his character jack who then has spell denial
2: oh yeah right
1: uh, like that becomes a triple play of terror
2: yeah true true absolutely um, but uh, just so I don't think everything's I'm not po- I'm not negative on everything. I'm very pleased to see that uh, in the list for Kane 3, mercenary list for Kane 3 is legal. They have confirmed you can bring Ace, and he becomes the mercenary model while in there. So, hats off for doing the right thing there. That's good. Yeah. yeah
0: I, know that I know that there were some bugs, and people are still waiting to see if certain things go in, where you know, like wolves can take certain character mercenaries Mm -hmm. we don't know 100% because um, hopefully it'll do it it did open some uh, things up Uh, I know that uh, Jaws can now take Yuri for free Uh, which is good well he's a six point uh, model (laughs) and it was it was just way too expensive to field
2: Fane Knight, what? He's 8 yeah. points, you can take him for free. I mean, yeah. I like that the, some of the ones that have a more difficult... Any of the ones that are infantry-based for what they can take for free models, opening up the more expensive models is fine, because they can't get as many free models as the Jack ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And But o- overall, I, I am hopeful for the future on it. Um, like I said, we're, we're a good six months to a year before this is all... Sorted out, and they're really just doing CID stuff. They need, to need a little more time to get it all sorted out. Get some more hard tournament data to see what they need to do.
0: Um, and, and a lot, a of couple of, a lot of you, I would say, a lot of my players, a decent amount of my players were talking about that they were really surprised that there wasn't a change to Ghost Fleet because Ghost Fleet is exceptionally powerful and exceptionally good. And we sat and talked about it, went through it, and my opinion is Ghostly as a theme is solid. That mm-hmm. doesn't do anything that doesn't make anything crazy. What makes that list more powerful than anything isn't the theme, it's the caster they bring with it.
2: Yeah, it's the so so this is the thing we've always said is when we saw the first couple theme lists, uh Cephlix, which as a note, also you can now take your models. I hope you didn't sell the Bloat Thralls, the Machine throw uh, the Machine rights, and the uh, uh, the other guys with the guns. Uh, Stop. Crystal pistol pistol You can now take them again. Uh, and then Kingmaker, which was the first one, had limited caster selections. So it's all like, oh, this is going to be going to be a handful of casters. Cool. And then they didn't do that, which I think is honestly probably the part of the theme list that needs to most change. That would be the most difficult for them to change now. Is limited to the, th- the casters who thematically fit in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghost Fleet, Iacos, both Scars, Terminus. I'm sure you can make a case for someone else, but definitely not Denny One.
0: Denny one is, in my opinion, I think the problem that that is what Ghost Fleet is. She, Just because her the, her feet is so ball breaking.
2: She's probably one of the least fun casters to play against.
0: Yeah, she really, 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 really. Yeah. <sighs> screws with that. That that makes that list ball breaking, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. As a theme, Ghost Fleet is fine. It's. The casters that come with it that give mm-hmm. it such a problem.
2: Yeah, so they're going to wait for, they're going to let us, they've actually said much. they're going to let us, the community, figure out how to defeat it. So, hey, work on it. I mean, it, it is fun to have a mental uh, exercise of how do we defeat this list. And don't give up. Keep going. I mean, that's that's hard work is how you get through all this stuff. Talk with your buddies. Get on, get on your Facebook groups, on your your forums, whatever. Talk about how to defeat it. You guys will come up with something.
1: I yeah. actually had a conversation about that uh, in far, as far as Rhett was going and one of the themes that is not seeing nearly as much play is the Shadows of the Retribution which is the Mage Hunter um, mm-hmm. list because a lot of people I think were thinking well I'm going to remake Will of the Nine Vo- Voices which was the Raven theme. Somebody realized that this is actually a tremendous counter to Ghost Fleet mm-hmm. b- because all of your melee models get RFP mm-hmm. Yep. and deny tough yep. so you just sort of a bunch of invictors out there now the problem is then making that list work into anything else
2: it, it has some play I've played Gareth with that a couple of times it has some play but your other list has to be much more generalist which is yep. probably Defenders of iOS so they can do it yeah but we should probably uh, get on the movies before we go on this for a while we could do a whole podcast on this
0: <laughs> yes hold on a second
1: <laughs> is that a suggestion
2: uh, maybe we'll see how it rolls out. I think maybe next time uh, theme list release, we do a, a podcast on theme lists, and do the CID one separately. I didn't realize we were gonna talk so much about the CID, but hey, it was all good. No, it was good. It was,
0: we were going all right. So let's go to our movie media section. got yep. I have a ton to talk about. But John, this is yours. Go for it, buddy.
2: Uh, well, uh, I watched three movies this week. I'm gonna list them, and then I'll go through them, and we'll alternate through. Uh. Monday I watched Cradle to the Grave because I can't get uh, Exit Wounds for free anywhere. And this was free. <laughs> uh, then last night uh, I had uh, my buddies over and Not Brushhead Dave's which picked Clue to watch, which is cool. And then Noran picked The Lone Ranger to watch, which was less cool. <laughs> uh, so Cradle to the Grave is from the exact same guy who did uh, Exit Wounds, which was a surprisingly good movie with Steven Seagal and DMX surprisingly good um this is not that good <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also the same guy who did Romeo Must Die which is another good Jet Li movie with you know that was way better than you thought it was going to be uh this is not that good either <laughs> um this is Jet Li and DMX um it's not bad but it's just like a little scatter shot um they're all very nice, like not killing everyone, robbers, which is cool. It's the sort of the new thing. You make Your, your heroes have to be, uh, your protagonists have to be likable, and them killing people doesn't make them likable. And the whole idea is they're contracted to, to steal something. Uh, so they do, they lose part of their stash, and, you know, because Jet Lee beats, beats up the guy who hired them and finds out where they're going and beats up one of the guys, takes half of their haul, and they lose the other half because they're on top of a train and it's in motion. And they drop it because you don't put your backpacks on your back where you can't lose them. You hold them in your hand. That's what you do. But okay, any case, so all they have is he's trying to make money off of these things. Uh, and the bad guy who is... Uh, what's his name? Mark... Uh, Holberg? No, it's the guy who does the Iron Chef. He's an old martial <laughs> artist,
1: too. Yes.
2: Uh, starts with the Last name starts with a D. My brain stopped. It's okay. Uh, he's That's the bad it. guy, and... Uh, He's not willing to bargain at all, and it's got it's got all the same people. They've been trying to use a lot. Anthony Anderson's in it. He's reasonably funny. Tom Arnold's in it. He's reasonably funny. And there's some good Jet Li fight scenes. Uh, the problem with this though is you have to make Dmx seem as badass as Jet Li. Ain't gonna happen. And he's not. Um, the fight scenes are reasonably well choreographed. It it this just comes off. It's 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 okay. It's not great. It's standard action movie. Two half shots of Kraken. Um, it's for free on Amazon or Prime or Netflix. I think it's Netflix. So, hey, I mean, free movies are good. But I I wouldn't want to watch it again. I'll just try and find Exit Wounds because it's actually a better movie or put in any number of better action movies with Jet Li in it. Seth, you better get one in Edwise before Gonzo starts going.
0: Oh, yeah. I got quite a few...
1: Uh... Gonzo, you're up. Okay. (laughs) I I don't even know if I watch TV this week. That busy, huh? Wow.
0: Okay, let's just go with an old one. Um, I did some painting yesterday, and of course, (laughs) Hellboy 2 was on. Click that on. Still an amazing movie. Still awesome.
2: Can Uh, I I make a confession? What? I haven't seen Hellboy 2.
0: You're so fired.
2: Hey, it's not for free anywhere, and I... No one's ever loaned it to me.
0: HBO, do you have HBO? Nope. No. It's not HBO <laughs> On Demand. It's really good. I love the Hellboy with Ron Perlman. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see how the new series is going to come out. But I mean, I saw Hellboy 1, I was like, oh, Hellboy 2 is on here, let's yeah. go for it. And I love, I love it. Yeah, great, solid, good movie. Um, maybe one shot of Kraken if you're not into Hellboy, but got some great one-liners, great story. Uh, Keeps remembering me that I want to go and watch the prequel, pretty much, Uh, which is the new Del Toro, Shape of Water. Shape of Water, yeah, yeah, which I can't wait to see because I just love, um, Abe,
2: yeah,
0: and everything. Um, Other than that, uh, my second one, um, let's go with Outlander. Sean Connery?
1: No, No, uh, it's
2: called Outland. No, Outlander. Outlander is that? Is that the Viking one?
0: Yes, where an alien comes down and do Viking timeline and hunts down an evil predator type monster and becomes a Viking himself and blah 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 and bleep bleep and okay, let's just go with this.
2: That sounds mediocre
0: as fuck. It was. It wasn't bad. It was just... You you saw every little thing, and they were pushing everything. And they were like, let's push all the Viking stuff we can. And, oh, we figured out this new Viking game they did in the bar, you know, in the halls where they run on top shields on everybody. Where they had to... They put all these shields on each other's shoulders, and you had to drink and run around the shields, and whoever fell off was the loser. And I was like, the fuck... Oh wait a minute! You're going to use that in the story where it's going to have to um, mm. save the day. I
2: get it. Yep. Touch ah, check. It, so it's Chekhov's gun, but just shields.
0: Yes, and I mean, it. It seems like they were trying to do what was the one that uh, the Viking movie that was not. It was quite a while ago um, where they were hunting the bear. Team
2: um, warrior. 13th oh yeah, Thirtieth Warrior. Warrior. That's a that, great movie.
0: Yeah, that was. It, it seems like they were trying to push for that type of feel of the movie, which did not go over very well. Oof, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. If I was going to say anything, I'd say two, maybe three shots of Kraken. So but, standard.
2: Oh. So standard action movie.
0: Yeah, not bad, but I mean, it's just no, nah. not good. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So. Other than that, I have two others to go, but I'll let you... You may also want to go for another one?
2: Uh, I'll go for one. Uh, the okay. first one we watched yesterday, which was Clue. Uh-huh. Uh, if you have not seen Clue, it is the best board game-based movie out there. That actually is a genre. There are at least two movies in it. <laughs> what about... um?
1: Not better uh, than Battleship. Oh! Yeah.
2: Loads better than Battleship. Oh, so I was
0: going to say, yeah, because Battleship is like the most awesome board game movie of all time.
2: Oh, I don't know, Clue's clues pretty awesome. Depends if you (laughs) like Tim Curry or not. So the whole idea is the Clue board game. Uh, All these people get get invited to a place, and they're using aliases out of the game Mm -hmm. um, because they're being blackmailed, and during the whole thing, uh, their blackmailer, Mr. Body, 2Ds, shows up, and he ends up dead, and I was figuring out who killed him, searching the house, trying to find the killer. Uh, It's basically a big whodunit. Um, the cast is... Okay, most of you youngins aren't going to recognize half the cast, but Madeleine Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry... It's got some fairly decent side names, and uh, it's just a fun time. It's great humor, uh, some good running jokes, uh, none of the jokes overstay their welcome. Uh, it totally knows what it is and just plays it to the hilt. To the point where, when they released it in the theaters, it had three endings. Yes. And you went to a theory theater, you got one of those random, which was probably the biggest mistake it made. Th- the uh, biggest,
0: but the coolest mistake.
2: Yes. Now, when now on the Blu-ray, when you watch it, you can choose: do you want to see one of the endings at random, or do you want to see all three? If it's your first viewing, I would say it, definitely go for one at random, because it'll be more interesting that way. And then the second time, just go for all of them. Because uh, there are three endings and they are different, and apparently they pay enough attention to make them all more or less work, which is cool. Um, but overall, it's a fun movie. It's a good time, good humor. Um, I give it zero shots of crack, and I could sit down and watch it almost weekly if I had to. Oh,
0: okay. Whew, that was weird. Oh. Okay.
1: <laughs> as long as my, you can my monitor went endings. out for a second. What was that? Seth? As long as you can rotate endings, that makes total sense to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I usually watch all three, but like if I was watching it weekly, you just go on the random ending and see so like let's watch ending. We're going to see this time. All right, Gonzo, what's your uh, your next one? Um, my next one. Uh,
0: God, this one I, I I swear, worst movie for. From a video game to movie in my entire life. Street um, Fighter. No. I'm Street Fighter, Fighter was too. Was, no, those you can tolerate because you can laugh about it. But the video game was revolutionary when it came out, had an amazing story. First three were really good, then it went downhill, but Assassin's Creed.
2: Oh yeah, I've heard not good things about that. I wanted to be good, but
0: Oh, they could have done so much with it. They could have they could have just copied the original video game and oh. did it. And it would have been amazeballs.
2: And they got good actors. They got Michael Fassbender.
0: Yeah, and he's a great actor, and I like him. But, I mean, they took the story and went one way with it, changed all the different things from the way the video game was, the action was boring, um,
2: everything was That's the that was biggest done, sin there. You yeah. can't have an action movie where the action's boring. And I mean, they
1: begged to differ.
2: I mean, the, the, the
0: stuff they did in that—that you know—I understood that them doing subtitles for whenever he was in, you know, back in time, mm-hmm. so they could get the and the atmosphere and stuff. But it didn't work. Um, it just felt choppy. The story didn't flow very well. They totally didn't do what the game was about. You know, you didn't know that you were playing someone from the future in the past for a long time. So it was, you know, it was... There was no reason for a lot of things to happen in the movie. And the way things were done, like the animacy... And the thing they sat down and just plugged in and they had this huge robotic arm where they flipped and he was in this virtual reality flipping in the air and the robotic arm moved him all around so he could do all these stunts and I was just like no, fuck you you ruined a perfectly good franchise that was good because now it's pretty much crap now but you could have done so much with that and had so many sequels to go with it too and it was just Ass.
2: that's too bad
0: it that was had, bad
2: that, that one look like it had potential looks like it had good production value could have been could have been really good
0: yeah it could it could have been really good and it, it just really irked me how bad it was so
2: well I hope your last so one's good because my last one is disappointing you go uh, I have actually two more oh you have more more than one more oh very well oh, yeah uh Mike's one is The Lone Ranger <gasps> <gasps> So first off let me just say Johnny Depp is not what's wrong with this movie inherently Johnny Depp's performance is okay it's a little weird they explain it during the movie the only part of him that's a problem is the fact that he has to come with Helena Bonham Carter who is unnecessary in the movie and they really play it up it's, it's a really weird movie it does not seem like a Gore movie it seems more like a Tim Burton movie They go for his sort of quirky style on a couple things, and that's not even the worst problem with the movie. The worst problem with the movie is that it is paced like shit. (laughs) Yes, that is actually the worst problem. It is paced, because it starts off, big action scene, not super logical, and then it's slow for a while. With backstory and exposition and shit, and then little action scene, and then slow... It just keeps doing that back and forth until uh, you get to the end. Uh, the last two action scenes, there's a little lull between them like you need to, but it it's very, fairly well paced in that at that point. Uh, the problem is, all the action is ridiculous. Um, they were like, oh, you know, people love Pirates of the Caribbean, let's recapture that magic. And they didn't. They tried, and that's probably why they didn't, because they were trying too hard rather than trying to make a good Lone Ranger movie they were trying to recapture the magic and start a new franchise when they should have just done a good Lone Ranger movie yeah he goes the whole movie like I'm not going to shoot people because I believe in justice and they should be tried for their crimes like no it's the wild west shooting someone was justice <laughs> the whole point was vengeance you know you're doing the things they can't do It it needed like three rewrites I'd have to check on IMDb but I have this feeling that those guys who wrote all that stuff during, uh, you know, the 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 early two thousand tens, you know, who did the Transformers movie and Into Darkness and all that, I have the sinking suspicion they wrote this movie too. <laughs> um, overall, the saving grace is that it is relatively fun. Um, you know, it's it's safe for kids because there's almost no blood at all. I mean, people die, but it's like, oh, they could just be unconscious. It's nothing crazy there. Um, <laughs> They're
1: it's, just it's, taking a nap, Billy.
2: It's a Disney-fied movie, and it's extra Disney-fied. And it's just not great. Um, three shots of Kraken. If you gave me the choice, I'd rather watch Cradle of the Grave again, because it also doesn't take as long to get done.
0: Ugh.
2: Um, I, I own it on DVD, I bought it really cheap I didn't. I got my money's worth out of it But it's still not good Mm-mm. So, disappointing Such and so, such a big Long Ranger fan uh, But luckily I didn't choose it So my roommate can't blame me for making her sit through another shitty movie <laughs> um,
0: I have one that's a TV show Actually, they're oh. both TV shows, by the way <laughs> Okay. And th- they just started this this week or last week, and I watched the first two episodes of Inhumans. Okay. Which was the new Marvel, you know, series that goes kind of goes off with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.S. about Inhumans and blah 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 blah. Watched the first two episodes of that, and it wasn't bad. Um, it got really 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 bad reviews, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was entertaining. Um, you gotta get used to it uh, hopefully they integrate it with the other Marvel stuff within the TV shows and the movies and there's some back and forth going on uh, but overall it was it was still pretty good I didn't have a problem, I'm looking forward to episode 3 hopefully it'll you know keep going um, and here's it, my number one question on it.
2: it was it like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s first couple episodes where you feel like it's gonna take a little bit to get started?
0: Yes I do because it's a whole new series, a whole new thing, and it was kind of pushing the limit a bit. So yeah, yeah, I have no problem. I think it's going to be a little bit. Um, I'm going to give it some time. Not arguing it. So yeah, if you like them, if you like Agents of Shields, you like Marvel stuff, go watch it. Cool. Um, and
2: uh, for yeah, everyone sure. didn't catch it, uh, he actually talked about another uh, TV show in the pre-ramble. If if you're a patron, you can hear that and uh, and see what he talked about there. And definitely you want to hear that because
0: that was the other TV show I watched and I am so stoked about it and I want to see more of it. Um, I can't wait for it. It's got a lot of good feels to me. I'm not a huge fan of that series, mm-hmm. but I definitely can't wait to see more of it.
2: Cool. cool. So so I've got uh, two final game things I want to talk about. Uh, last Go week on. I was talking about a uh, card builder sort of game. Mm -hmm. a deck builder game that I was playing. Uh, It's called Eschaton. E-S-C-H-A-T-O-N. It is super fun, uh, very stylized. You know, you're all cults preparing for the Dark Lord's return in the Armageddon. Uh, It's like a weird combination of kind of risk plus uh, plus deck builder. That was very cool. Hmm. Um, I finally got that name. Another thing that is probably uh, interest to everyone who's a Fury Road fan and very thematic since that's the background up right now, I saw on Kickstarter there or on on Twitter there's a guy getting ready to start a Kickstarter for a uh, game called Road Slash Kill Vendetta, which looks like a small scale vehicle combat sort of game, uh, miniature game.
0: Like Car Wars. Uh, uh,
2: Like Car Wars. uh, It's I asked him the scale because he didn't he had pictures but no scale. He said it's between 10 and 15 millimeter. Uh, He doesn't have an exact scale for it. Uh, The vehicles look pretty good. Um, it's uh, at Infinity Gate Infinity's Gate And uh, he had some pictures there It was super cool uh, It's worth looking out for It should be on Kickstarter, he said, soon And I'll keep an eye out for it Because it looks like it could be a good small scale And man, as much as I'd love You know, 30mm uh, Sort of uh, Fury Road Mad Max type of theme I don't think it's going to happen Hmm <laughs>
0: uh talking about that talking about games coming or all that stuff um all the two spartan games got picked up by another company by the way oh excellent uh, uh. during uh, i guess during the sale of you know their assets and stuff another game company i can't remember their name i just saw it was a quick blurb um that um they bought the dystopian and firestorm Romata.
2: oh excellent so excellent
0: those two games could be coming back <laughs> uh
2: yeah, give them some time. It'll have to take time, but uh, that's cool to see if they might be coming back.
0: So, yeah, there's been definitely some change in that, which is good, because that means people that bought that stuff can maybe have their stuff back again. Mm-hmm. And play more. Seth, do you have anything you want to add?
1: I
2: love you guys. I love you, too. <laughs> we love you, too.
0: We need to hurry up and get you a camera so we can put that on there. We can put, like, a third camera on there so you could see what you're painting. Because, you know...
1: Want I mean, nobody, nobody needs to see the top of my head. I would definitely happily do that. Um, right now, what I'm working on is the OSL that is going to be on Gorman. Um, and I've been doing, for people who've been wondering what the hell I've been doing, I've been holding up the base, which is one piece, and then the model, which is another, and making sure that they actually line up the way I think they're going to line up. Um, but it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to look really good in the end. Uh, right now, I'm gonna start swearing at it because it's I think the AC just turned on so my my wet palette just became a very dry palette
0: oh well hopefully like I said we'll get uh, set to put some of the put some work in progress pictures up for next weeks um or next month I should say or this month since it's now October woo woo October yeah, uh, it's October
2: years uh, almost over I
0: know awesome right. where did it go that way oh so uh, Seth will put up some work in progress for the people that want to be part of the put 15 bucks in so you can get a free miniature from Seth, I wouldn't say it's really free but it does help us out a lot Um, other than that, be on the lookout pretty soon if you're a $2 plus subscriber for your dice to come in the mail they're an awesome blue I've been using them, they roll really really well (laughs) they're really I actually when I was rolling them I actually had to question my rolling at them and I started rolling them just to make sure because the way it was printed and everything was fine but was really really happy with them (laughs) other than that hopefully people will show up at War Machine Weekend if you see me at War Machine Weekend let me know I will have some stuff to give away as hey we listened to your podcast I'm like oh thank you give you a hug beer and I may give a prize away or two other than that I'm Gonzo.
1: I'm John. And I'm Seth. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. All right. This is how I sound. I'm just a brush. I didn't
2: get drunk tonight, so i I totally got drunk on with of two smeared on vices. Yeah, not, like, not really.
1: Not really. <laughs> I, uh, I was out of drink in the first five minutes of the show. I did not plan that well.
0: Don't you have like someone that can go get you drinks for you?
1: No, that's the problem is that she only brings me random things. Occasionally, it's short ribs. That's amazing. Tonight, crispy M and uh, I like some crispy M and M's. I'm
2: actually about to go get some ice cream. Ice cream.